War is inevitable. Let's kill it before it starts, alright? You've made the right choice. Wait, there's a spectator mode? Time of Mazin Welcome to the Smite Pro League. It's been a while since I've been able to say that, and damn, does it feel good. I'm a wizard! Today marks a new chapter of the SPL as we trudge forward into a new season. It's a brand new experience. Victory is ours! Split Push! Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Split Push Podcast, episode 48. 48 hours later? Another 48? I don't know. But hey, along with me here today are some friends and family. First up on that list is my buddy Guy. What's up, everybody? And you got Dirt Nap Dan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? You got the Beagle Girl. Sup, people? Yuki, still working in school, and he'll be back someday, folks. We're working on it. But along with us here today are special guests here that are, uh... Doing some things with some Smite Fantasy Leagues is our buddies T.I.H. and E.C.G. What's going on, everybody? How you doing, everybody? Oh, we're doing good. Got getting some points in on our fantasy teams already here today. Guy's been having a good time with it. I have not so much, but hey, I still think <laughs> I, in the long run, my team will bounce back and we will do well. I'm telling you, baby, I got some sleeper picks. It's, it's all about consistency. All about consistency. Yeah, consistency yeah. and uh, with the new teams hoping they frag out. Yeah, a lot, a lot of change this year. But hey, before we get too far into it here, why don't you guys just take a, you know, take the stage here a little bit and kind of give the audience a little bit about uh, who you are and, and what you're doing here and you know, just kind of the basics, you know, and whatnot, something like that. Did you go want to start? No, you go. You go. <laughs> All right. So I am XECGX Vengeance. I've been around Smite since season one, season two time frame. Um, I started off actually being able to play it when it came to Xbox beta. Um, and from there, I kind of got hooked on it through watching uh, my first exposure to the SPL back then, watching Weekend, watching Allied watching a couple pros and from there just got hooked to the point where I uh it's become the game that I spent the most time playing over the past five years at this point and so because of that I just have constantly been looking to try and do more in the community as a whole and so here we are today awesome yep and I'm TIH Vengeance uh you may get us confused at some point if you see us in streams but I started (laughs) Smite back mid season two when Xbox got it on Alpha. Um, I saw it, I was interested in MOBAs, so I figured, hey, let's try a free game, right? My first exposure was watching Worlds season two. Any of you remember that uh, when adapting the crew first one? No, I very, was, very. Uh, that was actually right before most of our times. <laughs> yeah, that was so. It was a very exciting time to, for me personally, get into Smite. So kind of just dedicated a lot of playtime, ranked, got into streaming, and just started supporting a lot of pro players, streamers, and uh, like ECG, I had a competitive desire, so I wanted to play ranked and possibly more. But I also felt like I wanted to do something better for the community. So the Fantasy League and then Smite Center are kind of my helping hand cool yeah sounds like fun i'll tell you you know guy had talked uh you know about you know last year's like you know why don't we do like a fancy you know smite fantasy league and i'm like yeah sounds like a good idea and then he's like hey there is a smite fantasy league let's just play <laughs> with it play with that i'm like all right have five that works yeah, uh, so i'm definitely looking then- forward to see how it goes i kind of went into it blindly this time and said you know what i'll figure it out and i'll be more serious about it next year yeah then i seen the work these guys put in and i'm like uh okay let's just uh play my fantasy league with these guys we uh <laughs> we <laughs> actually like- started this uh last year in the spring split it was a kind of an idea that was floating around at uh in the fall of s4 
but we actually finally started it that with the spring of uh, season five. Um, we started out with a testing phase of eight people. Um, after that went down, we kind of grew, to, expanded into a second league with 16 people total, eight per league. And then, which I was still pl- participating in to test that stuff out with. Um, and TIH was participating in that one as well. Um, bragging moment, though we won both of our leagues in that one in the summer. Nice, don't, nice. don't mess with the vengeances when it comes to drafting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> And then when the fall came around, we decided to open up to have a more official run, and we ended up opening up to five leagues consisting of 40 people total, still eight per league. Um, and it's kind of just exploded from there, thanks to the promotional help that we've gotten along the way from Wraithen, Weekin, Exilium, Mad Accountant. It's just so many people that have helped, helped us out that I'm, I know I'm not naming everybody in this at this moment, but I'll be sure to name them later on um, that uh, have helped promote it. And we are currently up to, what was the number at last check? I think it was 252. 252 people right up to the end, pretty much um, hit what Odd was thinking for max capacity. <laughs> and then I think we have... We blew past our expectations. We were expecting more like somewhere around like yeah. maybe 140, 150, and but we've gotten close to 300. That's also only in the official league. The friendly leagues, I think Odds said, had like 13 leagues worth signed up. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, things took off pretty quick on us for how short a time <laughs> was actually given for a notice. It's not, and it, it was mainly just because like we would have opened things up a lot sooner, but with the we had to kind of con, uh, consider what the SPL was doing, all the changes that they were making with the delay that they had to their schedule. We had to delay what we were doing, and with everything being rushed, it, we kind of had to rush along with it. So we've kind of yeah. But, well, that, with, but we also know, had take, there was a couple of legal things we we wanted to keep in check first too. Yeah, that too. Had to get had to get the blessing. Well, you no. always want to do things the right way. I mean, that's kind right. of how I roll. It's just, exactly. If you're going to do it, you might as well do it as best you can. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I think the coolest thing about this Fantasy League is this is by the community for the community. Yes, streamers sponsor and promote it, but it's not like any individual streamer fully runs it. This is a group of people got together and were like, let's give the community something cool to go for. Yeah, uh, those are always like, the best organizations in my opinion. Well, that and just, you know, community stuff's important you know when it all boils down to it you know when it comes to online games like this communities are you know part and parcel with it you know it's just part of it and that's how it works so you know when you have these communities you know you got to enrich them i've seen good communities i've seen bad communities you know wow trade Uh, chat yeah yeah, (laughs) run through the barons in in wow once and you know or uh i've been there myself Still, though, my favorite game is, you know, taking movie titles uh, and exchanging one of the words with Murloc. You know, I mean. Oh, my God. You you all know a Murloc runs through it is the best movie ever. Honey, I shrunk the Murlocs. It's all Murloc (laughs) and Chuck Norris jokes. Murloc Wars. Talking about Uh, throwbacks here. Blazing (laughs) Murlocs. Lord of the Murlocs. Okay, anyway, back to Smite. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars, Return of the Morlocks. Yeah, no. So, you know, yeah. So you guys have definitely been around, you know, in the You guys, in the hold on, SPL. really quick. You guys don't know this, but Yoda is just a really old Murloc. All right, don't mess with my boy Yoda. I'm just not going to stand for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a back off. I'm going to agree with that. That bad call. There. Hey, it would explain his crazy agility at some times. No, it's the Force, Dan. Be one no. with it. That is not warlock. If you were call anyone CGI. a warlock, call Emperor Palpatine a warlock, okay? He's too tall. I don't care. <laughs> he could be one anyway. He could be a tall one. Yeah, so anyway, this game Smite, which has this pro league that's kind of cool. You guys no have been around a lot longer, so I'm just curious on what your thoughts are on how the pro league has evolved 
uh, especially with this year and, and such big changes that they have. So what, what are your feelings on that? So for me, I think they're going the right direction with it. Um, I think parts of in-between seasons may have felt rushed or not started in time, per se. Like, as we all have seen, Cherio posting on Twitter is still without a visa, which sucks. I want to see that guy at LAN. That's um, a reason he's known as a LAN monster. Because when you right. go from playing on 300 ping on Egypt in Egypt uh, internet to playing on land, you you'll you, there's a very noticeable difference. Yeah, and I think Renegades, especially this year, are your they're your underdog, but they're that team that it, they're underdog, but you know together can bring out something big. But I think land only for the pro scene is really good. I think viewership should take off if done right. And I mean, who doesn't like seeing these guys able to see each other every day? Right. That's what I'm it, talking about. It's just, yeah, that's a, the only the only thing about it was that it, as TIH said, it, it just felt rushed because they it wasn't announced until HRX this past November. And for, and so that's what, four months ago at, the, at this moment that they had, so Orgs had four months to try and secure visas for everybody and then you had the government shutdown that delayed everybody. On top of that, it and it, it would have it would have it's a lot of unfortunate timings with how it how it ended up playing out. But I feel like if they had taken the taken the time to announce it this past HRX, and then taken the time to fully get everything together, and then launch it for and have implement all these changes for season seven as opposed to season six. I think it would have been a lot more smooth, but overall, I like the direction of where they're trying to go with it. Yeah, and to be fair to high res, um, I did talk to some of the pro players about it, especially EU ones uh, at HRX, and they it was given more of a heads up than we were. Yeah, I think the issue is you didn't know what EU players for sure would want to come to America at the time. You had the handful that said they definitely weren't going to come, and then you had the fifty fifty. And at that point, it's like, you're still going to have a pro league, but how many of those EU players, if they leave, you know, how much, how many people really still want to watch the SPL? I mean, we see we see the suffering in terms of the players that didn't actually come along. The mid, mid players from last year to this year, it's, it's a barren slate for most part. You have the only real remaining, uh, the only mil, real returning mid laners uh, from EU, you have Z Zeros or Zyros, you have I think he's the only actually oh, and Dardes. Dardes and BMT mm -hmm. were, yeah. the only, were the only uh, mid laners that really moved their way over. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, did what they did make the SML a lot more interesting. Oh yeah, without yeah, cold gaming you. being consistent of pre prime I forget the actual full roster that they have. I know Pretty Prime's there. I know Emilito was there until he just retired. Right. I mean, the SML essentially has three pro teams in there now. And it, the nice thing about it is it brings more viewership to the SML, but it also gives a way for those guys to improve a lot more than before. Like before, it's just SML players. You're just scrimming them. And now it's, we're playing people who were at the top of the pro league at some point. Like, if you don't yeah. improve playing against that, I don't know how you're in competitive smite. Right. This is true. Yeah, I think I can't remember who was on the show, but we had somebody. And I believe they the pros actually found out around June or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It also comes down to the fact that the pros may have found out, sure, but there was a little bit of org turnover in the same point. Yeah, and some some unfortunate dealings with orgs in general like there was the lg situation which right uh you had um obey drop out renegades and pittsburgh knights renegades and pittsburgh knights have come in to take spots they they lessen the amount of teams from eight to or from 12 to eight yeah 12 uh, was it 12 or 16 10, to eight right. i think it was 10 wasn't it 10? 12 to 10 i don't know but i think uh, it so they so lessening the amount of teams, having the org changes that that happened, all and the time frame to try and for everybody to make their team, and then 
have to purchase a team house for everything to, and then have everybody move down there. It's just a lot of things were ended up rushed. Uh, just yeah, in a fine, short yeah. time frame. High res has a kind of a habit of doing that. It was kind of a, they dropped the hot, the expo was going to be a dream hack really late. And, uh, yeah, that, that and didn't help. Also, I will give, I will give them this. They do when it comes to organizational things like the announcing a dream hack and the way they set up their sets and everything. They do learn very well and make a lot of improvements to it because talk about how they had they uh, announced. Um, they were going to be at DreamHack late last year. They announced and put their tickets on sale for DreamHack this year before DreamHack even has their own tickets right. on sale. So they do, they do learn three days, and make fast improvements on a lot of their screw-ups, which now, you got to give them props and credits for that. I'm going to mm. give a, a gripe here about Worlds. I hope that they learned from the set because seeing that big oh, camera yeah. in the center they, of the stage they, they already and have. the lights covering everything, dude, I don't want to see that again. I, <laughs> no one I, wants that block in their view. I can I can almost assure you that they that they have. I hope so. It's just that that was their <laughs> first time at the venue, so it was you got to no, al- yeah. allow a little bit of leniency with that. They were so yeah, used. I guess to their, I'll I'll come a little slack. I mean, yeah, because they were so used to the old venue. There was literally a spot in the center of the um, the seating that was designed for camera work and audio technicians and everything that they could have it there, move it around. And it wasn't, you know, annoying people all day this time. Not so much. They kind of forced it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, like you say, when you're first doing thing in a new area, you're just, there's going to be some things that just, that's how it works. You know, like, Oh, that's kind of not what we were expecting or the dimensions were a little off or, Hey, you get there and you're going to do this. And they say, Oh, you can't do that. And you gotta, you know, call the audible or whatever. You know, I mean, that shit happens. Yeah, and they're, and they're they're past they're past when it comes to production on their production team. If you look at di- different missteps that the production side has made, usually not only get corrected but improved upon big time when they have a second right. shot at it. Let's just hope we don't see the Morgan uh, spectator bug again. <laughs> I just want them to fix the Morgan bugs in general because Wait, I'm trying to play. Spectator mode. <laughs> yeah, let's all make that joke because uh, casting in community leagues is fun when the spectator's not working, especially oh, with stasis mode. You know, but speaking of the Morgan, though, she was in the first uh, couple games today. I saw yeah, the Nenu and Zeros both. Yeah. Oh. If you see Zeros in the mid lane, he, Morgan, I'm pretty sure, is his favorite mage to use in the mid lane, anyways. So that's probably, I would say, if you see him, it's probably his go to. Right. Morgan's a really strong character. Yeah. And I think she's I mean, even stronger on PC than she is on console. How do you not ban Arthur, though? That's the big... Okay. Yeah. The big one today. <laughs> yeah, what you want to talk about what that? How did that? Arthur slip what through a couple times? Uh, I think SSG were confident up against playing it, but didn't uh, think about that it's Variety playing it. And right? after the first uh. game, I feel like they just forgot it was Variety playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't give Variety the same guy two games in a row when the first game, I mean, he's in your face the whole time, walking <laughs> ahead of Cuvo Fred, and just like, oh, hey, guys, you you don't hurt me. I'm gonna, I'm just going to put out the disclaimer that he's the Dig fan here. I am a Dig fan. I love that. I've always enjoyed watching Rick's Tank, specifically. So, last year, these guys came together like, season four and season five, I didn't have any specific team I rooted for. I just liked watching Good Smite, you know? this year I was like, you know what? I want to actually root for a team. Have a team to get behind. And I've always enjoyed watching Trick's Tank. Variety has always been fun. So seeing these guys come together, it's like, I'm not just root for Dig. You know? I already like the players. Who else? I don't want to root for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think that's been kind of an interesting point there is, for me, I've followed players more than I have teams so far. Yeah. Yeah, so I, like I don't have a favorite team per se. I've tried, but you know, like you know, wasn't this? You know, I like Emilzy. I love I love watching him play. His Sylvanas today was just fucking awesome. The, the pools were on point. Like, who doesn't like a good Sylv? Oh my god! I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, honestly, two years ago I loved Emilzy. Last year I was disappointed. I didn't know what was going on. Just didn't seem like him today. I'm like. Wow, 
you know, made me bad, made me feel a little bad because I didn't pick him first because uh, I was the first person to draft a support in our league. And I went with Aurora, who I think is still a good quality pick here and nothing against him. But Emilzy today made me feel bad for not picking him first. Yeah. And that's the thing about last season. I think supports, they got so, like, I don't, how do you, I think they got less than the short end of the stick last year because not only was farm for them horrible, but builds, I mean, you weren't tanky enough at any point. You're always, it seemed like five plus levels behind because of it. it's, I mean, as someone who came from a support main at one point, it's, and seeing it's oh. like, you, how, playing support last year showed who the real good supports are. Yeah. Like, if you can still play at a high level as a support and still do good around your team, you're going to have fun. Most supports did not have fun last year. Right, it was not fun lane to be last year. It'll be definitely interesting to see what happens this year, considering that was, the start that ha- the starts that happened in the SSG dig games, you had the support uh, over in solo lane. No, no, guys, everyone listening to this, don't do the strat, please. Just don't. Let's kill it before it starts. All right. <laughs> don't please don't do this. You don't know again, why. Guys. You don't, don't know why ADCs. they do this. We're, we don't need to be back to ADCs being level twenty before everyone else in the game. Let's stop it now, please. Why not? Let's be honest. I will take an ADC at level tw- being the first person level twenty in the game every time over the solo laner being level twenty. Except we weren't at that meta. That meta was gone. The only ones hitting first level twenty were junglers and mids. Hey, I'm a mid player, so I'm alright with that. So am I. I'm a jungler. I'm jungler. I'm cool. I'm. I'm That's a why carry. I don't want. <laughs> I, I like I the. I like Solane carry being level twenty. Solane can stay Solane. <laughs> they weren't hitting level twenty first most of the time, anyways. ADC. I don't want solo farm. I don't want them level 20 when I'm level 17. Because three levels <laughs> plus full crit is not fun. Mm-hmm. Right. It is pretty rough. I guess you're lucky it's not a crit meta right now. It's a pen meta. Oh, d- yeah. Don't worry. That's going to come back real quick, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, hey, pen meta. Let's change it back to crit. Crit? Oh, let's go back to pen. Come on. <laughs> That's Met- something meta interesting. has been oh. fun. I don't like yeah. noting crit because if I don't crit, I'm basically screwed. Like, those basics so, that I don't crit, I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's why like a lot of people will build Rage first as their crit item, because once you have that stack just off assist, it, I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed to crit. Yeah. So uh, how big is the meta changes when it comes to Fantasy Smite League? Uh, when it comes to... It, it, can, it can swing a lot of things. You'd be surprised, because Please. last year... Um, Last year, when it was the jungle and the mid meta that was going on, you had some outrageous scores coming from players in the jungle and the mid. Like Hurrowind, even. That's true. Who Hurrowind was inconsistent last year when it comes to his point totals. Um, And I I would use this as a reference every time. He would have weeks where he would would score okay with his CLG team that he was on at the time. Um, then he'd also have games where he'd get negative points and he'd end up costing teams in terms of fantasy. Uh, but then there were also weeks where he'd lead the entire SPL in, in point totals where he'd end up with 38 to 40 points a week just because... Shout out to Hurrywind for saving my summer split because <laughs> Vote was doing good, he was doing good, Cuba was doing good, and Hurrywind was right there. It's like, Hurrywind, 40 points this week and I'm good. And he did it. Yep. Nice. But uh, so it it uh, with the point totals, a lot of the point totals and how we even grade our scoring, um, based on the meta will change. Uh, we, we uh, as meta and player styles come and go and change, and we myself and Adescu are constantly tinkering with the scoring. Never mid split, but when we have the breaks in between lands and seasons, we are constantly tinkering with being like. Okay, so this is what was going on. We need to adjust these point totals for if this happens or if this happens. And so we're we're always adjusting and changing to try and keep up with and match the meta and the gameplay that's going on. Yeah, like I say, you guys put in a lot of work. I, uh, I've been watching you the last couple of weeks, and and I uh, definitely more than I can handle, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, ECG yeah. and odd. Uh... I, I was going to let guys struggle with this and for a little bit, see how see how far he would go before he realized how much work it would be. <laughs> Yeah, no, ECG and Odd uh, put in a lot more work than I did with all of this. Um, 
let's just say at Worlds, ECG approached me about doing this, which I was more than fine with because I had to talk to Odd about something anyways. But like seeing him, these guys run around talking to people about it and then putting everything together. Like I sat in to help with the auto draft list. And these two, like when you see what they go, that took forever. It felt like to me. And these two are like, yeah, we've done this multiple times. Or I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait. This, this year's auto draft list, due to the lower teams and and uh, the less amount of SPL players, we only did a top 35 last year. We ended up, for the fall split over the summer to the fall, we ended up doing a full ranking list of, I think, of what was it, 1 to 60, 1 to 80, or something like that, 1 to 65 of every single player uh, that we actually sat yeah. down and ranked based on their point totals and what our predictions were going to be for the fall based on what the meta was as well. We, it was just a constant little back and forth of like between me and Adescu that, okay, this player needs to be ranked one. This player needs to be three. This player, we need to lower this player down to 16 and so on and so forth that we just, a lot of, a little bit of prediction, a lot of it based on what the numbers of what they were playing with off of the previous split. So this year we this year with all the question marks and all the changes that we did for the spring at least we only did a and the players that are coming out of retirement uh, like Ionic um, we only ended up doing a one through thirty five based on what we were able to know and predict. But I heard there's and, a, a meme about your uh, auto pack. Oh uh, yeah, op auto draft op. See th- yeah. that that little meme <laughs> that's got a it explains fun it thing. perfectly. It um because. see that meme starts with uh when Adescu and myself sat down to do the auto draft lifts from summer to fall, uh we obviously did our rankings of every SPL player. Um and so because of this, when we went into the fall drafts, uh there was one player who didn't show up for their for their draft. And when you don't show up for your draft, you can you either have the option of sending the picks you would like to an admin that'll be sitting in, they'll be running your draft. They'll they'll pick they'll select from those lists for you. Or if you don't, there's no picks or anything that uh, anybody knows that you want. Um, we'll go to the auto draft list, and you'll be and you'll be given the highest available player in any role that's available that you need filled. So in this, so for example, for these auto draft lists, if you needed a jungler and Adapting and you had first pick and you weren't there for your auto draft. Adapting is ranked number one, so you'd automatically just be given adapting. And yeah, so it kind of, kind of just runs like that. And then when we uh, and then so in the fall of last season, one player didn't show up for their draft, and due to random randomness, miracles, uh, priorities of the other people that they were drafting with, I don't know. They ended up with an incredible, incredibly stacked team that they ended up winning the entire fall split with. And because of that, it's it kind of started a meme of auto-draft OP. No, yeah. of and then how did uh, our auto-draft go for, for Dicey, who couldn't, couldn't make it? Dicey ended up like walking what? away with... Four for, number ones? For his ADC, he ended up walking away with Vote, who was ranked? Yep. Who, according to our auto draft, is ranked third overall, and number one ADC. He got Venenu, who was the number one mid lane. Who we is in the auto draft list uh, is the number one mid laner and ranked eighth overall. Uh, Cuvo Fred, the number two overall ranked and number two jungler behind only adapting. Benji, the number one solo laner, ranked fourth overall, and Polar Bear Mike, the number one ranked. Uh, support off of the fall uh overall ranking it at number nine which to be fair about the support thing the milzy was always close with polar bear mike so that one is a milzy a milzy a milzy was the higher scorer in the in the summer mm-hmm. and so going to the fall he was ranked above polar bear mike but due to the point separation off of the our scoring system and the meta that was there in the fall uh, we just had to give it to Polar Bear Mike to take the top support spot. Uh, oh, no, for sure, because that's, that's the thing. The two of them were always, like, neck and neck for the most part. So it's always... Because it's kind of cool with Polar Bear Mike when he got to United that he, like, 
you got to see him and Millsy actually have a similar play style as support. And so this, and so because of this, the meme continues of auto draft OP. And to that, I just have to say, it's kind of art Adescu's and my my creation. You you gotta find a way to beat us. Yep. So shout out to everybody who got adapting Cuvo variety and tricks. Thanks to auto draft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and vote because vote and adapting got the W key today. Yep. I did. How about uh, uh, adapting doing um, good today? Uh, Emilzy doing good. Looks like my team's in a good spot. How about that <laughs> almost pentakill today? Oh, adapting's quadra. That would have been quite the hype way to start. Yeah. Who, wait, who was it that stole that again? I, I wonder. It wasn't even. It wasn't even. No, a, it wasn't even a steal. No, Adapt, no. The timer would have run out before adapting would have. Yeah. Been it, him, but I don't know why he though. went the way he went. It was like. Cause I thought Paul, he had cause it because Paul, Paul would have killed him with that backfire if he didn't actually yeah. turn away. Yeah, maybe true. It was just like it was so close. I just really thought he had it, and yeah, and anybody. Yep, that's not the case. Paul had Paul had the turret down and had and had the backfire ready. If he turned into that, adapting would have died, and that probably would have been oh, sure. Sure, he would have had a chance at the penta, but there. As much as it's good for fantasy point owners, if he gets the penta, because there is a huge bonus point. For anybody who gets pentas, um, not huge bonus point, but a huge bonus point total for anybody who gets pentakills. Um, no, you get one giant point. That's yeah, it. one giant. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's a big one. Uh, but uh, actually, I don't even uh, remember what the exact bonus point for a pentakill is. Then. Yeah, it's ten points for a pentakill. Um, yeah, one adapting get that fifth but, um, one. Yeah. So you can imagine with how he performed today with, I'm pretty sure, a total of, what, four deaths across three games? One death across three games. Yeah, one death across three games, getting the credit for no deaths in each individual game on top of his insane kills and assists that he had. On top of the Plus bonus points, on top of the been... on top of the point, on top of the point total for having the most kills in the game, because that's a bonus point as well. Yep. He earned a lot of bonus points there. Let's just say that. And the Penta would have made it that much better for him. Well, I'm glad you to hear my team's doing good that. for me. <laughs> Y'all are dad, fun. Dad, dad and Beagle Girl both passed on adapting. Yeah. I kind of went with players I like versus players that are, you know, would have maybe ranked higher. Well, a lot of people really picked Paul just because based off of what he did once they, once the, uh, SK, formerly Trifecta, uh, had picked up Sanfersager, and their performance at Worlds, that huge momentum swing that did, right. ended up uh, really pushing up, uh, really ended up pushing up Paul, Sam, the the, tri- the SK roster as a whole in a lot of people's minds, and it's just based off can they capture what they did as they, to start this season as the same as they did and la- last season. Right, right. Yeah, they ended real strong. They were that trifecta. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, when it comes to Paul, I he's he's young. He's going to come in like you know he had an okay day today, but it wasn't wasn't great by far. Um, but I think he's one of those guys that's going to be like, all right, I ain't letting that shit happen again. Well, and it's not even like a matter of like they played poorly. They played really well in games one and two in the early game. They had uh, the Pittsburgh Knights on the back foot. From what I was able to see, it's just that they couldn't transfer it into the mid to late game. Yeah, I just felt like they kept getting a little too aggressive, a little too bold or overconfident. You know, it's just like, like there's only two of you there and you're in their jungle and you're like going for it. Like, dude, you know, there's going to be at least another two of their team around. You're pros. You yeah, Paul, and Paul and them guys are there. They're really aggressive, anyways. So. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the, the, that's the is... mo for Paul. He he was like right. the the old the old thing the old meme with him was somebody's gonna die. It's either gonna be you or him, but somebody's gonna die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We love Paul. He's been on here a couple times. Uh-huh. Paul Paul's great. <laughs> I I had the misfortune of when I was shaking off uh, a year long. Uh, spree where I wasn't around the game at all when I logged into my PC account one day and first game of the day I run into Paul and I'm like well all right <laughs> <laughs> okay 
killed me three killed me three times within five minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna. I need to. Right. I need to lower down where I'm playing right right now. I think I'm gonna crazy. play second jungle. <laughs> like at one point in time, he was like 100 and 0 as Vulcan and Duel, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. Yeah, he's he's really good mechanical overall player. He, like he's put so much time come into the game, just putting through the SML and everything he could to be able to reach where he is. Like, if there, he's done a lot of work. I'll, if there's any mid players out there that I would tell people to watch in terms of SPL, the two one the two that I would most consistently tell people to go watch if they were trying to learn mid would be Paul and Zeros. Because Wolfie, Wolfie, Wolfie still streams, and he, there's a lot you can learn from him. But if you're watching solely SPL right now, Paul and Zeros would be the top two that I would tell people to watch. Yeah, definitely. Because you still got Wolfie, who's who plays on his stream, and I love and I love playing with him when I get the chance. You have uh, Pretty Prime, who's in the SML. You have a lot of good mids out there, but and there and they obviously aren't in the SPL because just they didn't want to move. Their lifestyle couldn't go with it. And there's a ton you can learn from those guys. But if you're only if you only had the chance to watch SPL players because that's what fits into your time, zeros and zeros and Paul. Yeah, yeah. they're they're two really hot mid laners this year. And I think the nice thing about watching zeros is he used to coach for like adapting Demi. Um, so I mean. Having the coach perspective, that mentality, and being a mid laner, you you're not just gonna learn mid. You're going to learn like a broader view of the game overall. Yeah. Yeah, I think being a coach and then going into being an SPL player would, would give them a lot of extra knowledge that maybe someone that just came up as a really good ADC or something would have. Being a coach means that spending the time you watching the scrims and watching the VODs and everything, you have an entirely different outlook and perspective to how the games are going compared to when you're in the game playing it. I'm sure you guys have talked with Alpha Jackal because he's been on your episode in the past. So he, could, mm-hmm. he can obviously tell you what it's like being a coach a lot better than what I can, but even as a player, like I know being a coach – brings a totally different perspective. And especially if you can coach really well, the amount of benefit that the players that you'd be coaching would get from it, it uh, is astronomical. And awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I'm not much for coaching. I'm a player. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, who, do you think, who do you guys think is going to be the, the big surprise this year, uh, player-wise? Player wise, just, just individual player. Yeah, who 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 do you think? Uh, you know, now that everyone's had their picks, who do you think is going to be the real sleeper pick? The real sleeper pick. So there's there's three, pe- maybe four people that I think a lot of people are sleeping on or didn't want to pick because of past performance online, and that's Hurrywind, Lasbra, Funballer, and Cherio. Dardis can be thrown in there too if you want. But Cheerio always performed poorly online. A lot of people remember that. They forget that land, the dude's a beast. And even though, yes, he likes to play Guardians in the jungle, one, he can still play the carry jungles. Two, he got a lot of kills on those Guardian jungles. Like, he's one of the first who brought it in. He's one of the first who made it strong. And he's definitely someone that is respected in the jungle for what he can do. Hurry wind, you know, obviously, again, past performance. You see, he didn't look really hot all the time. Well, no longer has a distraction, has a really good team around him. He has the chance to improve and be uh, one of the top mid laners in Smite right now. Guy picked up Hurry wind. We'll see how that goes for him. I I would have to agree with the Cherio being a lot. Being people didn't pick him up, but he he's known as a land monster for a reason. And I already talked about how being on a on land instead of Egyptian ping would be a huge difference. But honestly, there's a couple. The most of the renegades as a whole is a lot of just people kind of passed him over. Iraffer is my pick for comeback player of the year. Someone as as dominant as he was in the support role, um, 
with when he was with Energy, Epsilon, Pantera, all the different name changes they went through. Um, and then, so you have the play style that he was on top of the world with for that long. And then last year, him and him and Amilzi pretty much swapped teams in a in a support trade, where he went to Obey, who at Raffer is historically a very aggressive support player. Then you take him from playing with Emilito and put him with Ataraxia, who Ataraxia is historically one of the most passive ADCs that I've seen in the SPL in terms of the early and mid game. He'll stomp on everybody late game, but he's extremely passive in the early and mid. And uh, the same goes for across the map with a lot of the, a lot of the players uh, from Obey last year. Historically, they're pretty passive. The, the And it showed the clash of styles in the point totals that Raffer was able to put up and just how they played as a whole. Now you put Raffer in a different situation with Funballer, who's a much more aggressive ADC, Cherio, who is off the walls in terms of predictability um, in, out of the jungle, Nika, who is quietly as consistent as you will see in the solo lane in terms of point scorers, um, and then Dardes, who... Showed up big when he swapped from support to mid last year. I think it, like Raffer would be my comeback player of the year, and a lot of people skipped out on him in favor of Ionic or Aurora or PBM Kiki Emil Z. It a lot of people a lot of people skipped over Raff, and I think I think that he's gonna he's gonna prove people wrong throughout the season. Yeah, I kind of looked at Raffer myself when uh when I was looking at the draft, but I had to go with my boy, Amelzy. Yeah, you may have looked at him, but did you pick him? I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people gave Raffer a lot of hate last year, which I hated to see. He's he's one of my other, like, him, Trickstank, PBM, three favorite sports, hands down. Most fun to watch, in my opinion. Yes, he had an offseason. Yes, there were games that looked like he was feeding. But again, different play styles. He's still, in my mind, one of the best supports to play the game. If, you, I mean, you get the right team around him, and especially if Renegades proves to be that underdog team that just pops off, you're going to see him be that top-tier support again. And you're going to be afraid of them. There's just so many unknowns with a lot of teams. Like, Ducky was easily the best player on SK last on a really bad SK K team uh, last year in the solo lane, but there wasn't much that he could do to try and show it. And so I'm pretty high on Ducky as well from Trifecta, um, just because his mechanics are really good. He, I was talking, and when I talked to him at, at HRX, like there was a lot that he was talking about, the things that he wanted to do that he just wasn't, the, the games just didn't allow for him to really do. So I, I'm very interested to see, see when he's putting a putting put on a team with Weekend, Lasbro, Wowie, and Ionic to see if he can break out the way he he feels he can in the way just based off of watching the SK games that I feel he can too. Yeah, Ducky was on the desk at HRX, wasn't he? Uh, I don't remember if he was on the desk at HRX last year or not. I thought he was. I thought he got to do something with it. But either way, you know, more of Ducky. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys got some other stuff going on you got a TIH you have a uh, Smite Center is that right? Oh, this, is yeah. his, this is his bag I'll let him have his moment in the sun <laughs> <laughs> so Smite Center for me is an idea I came up with during the fall split last year I was like you know what would be really cool a show for people who aren't that involved in the SPL or want to be in the part of the fantasy league but aren't right now just a way for them to see, one, how different people draft, what it looks like, and maybe get an explanation for the points and everything, overall description of the league, and then a weekly outlet of, hey, we have this many people in the league. They all can't talk to each other at one time, maybe. Why not give them a place to go to, even for the people who aren't a part of the league, one place to go to, come together, talk about your opinions on how like, this player got this many points, this one, only this one. You know, you can bring opinions. We can do so many different things and just something for the community as a whole. A center point, essentially. You know, 
get people more involved in the SPL, more people want to watch the SPL, and maybe people who, you know, what's Smite or what's the SPL, you know, I'm more, a little more casual or I never played Smite, but I've had some of an interest. It's like, well, hey, we give a little more fun side to all of this and a little more reason to watch the SPL. So why not see what's going on? Yeah. I know we, we've done it in the past uh, when Dicey was on the show before Guy, we always did a little sports section because he was really into it and whatnot. Um, but then uh, life changed for him and he went out and Guy came in and, and we kind of dropped the sports section. It was, you know, at, at that time of year or two anyway, and then we never really kind of got back into it. So I'm glad to hear that there is some, some good content out there for it still. Yeah, and I think the fun thing about Smite Center with the Fantasy League is I'm able I was able to talk to Odd and be like, hey, let's let's make this an official joint thing between Smite Center and the Fantasy League. So it's like we are working hand in hand together. And so like oh let's say Friday night the points are late getting out. Saturday I can turn the stream up, bring up all the points, go over them with people and be like, Hey, how's your roster doing? You know, here's some top point uh getters from each league. You know, these are guys you want to chase after improve, and, and then maybe people that are trending up, people that are trending down, because there is yeah, a free agency and a trade system as well in in these Mike fantasy leagues that people can look to do. Which I used last season when we were doing our summer test. I dropped her wind in the summer and picked up Paul, and it dropped, skyrocketed my team from sixth to first. Yeah, I think the other fun thing about it is I can use the show to bring in other streamers as co-hosts for a week. Or I can do interviews for people who are part of the league if they want to, you know, get them exposure in some way instead of just, you know, it's just one guy doing it all or the people in the league, the only time you see their name is it when it's on the draft list. Right. Well, that's really cool that you're trying to give everybody uh, a little exposure on what they do. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the thing about it. You know, this is a community for the community type deal. That's what the fantasy league is. That's what I want the show to be. So I want people to have fun, you know, and if people are sitting there like, yeah, dude, I got this sick draft. Like, why not bring them on? Let them talk about it. Let them, you know, have fun. You know, maybe this will help people spread word about the fantasy league to where you never know. Maybe the next time we do signups, we double all of a sudden, which, of course, if that happens, I hope we have a lot more stuff in place. Like, we will. We will. Yeah, because honestly... It would be nice if that did happen to just have like a sign up and maybe do some live drafts. And then for the ones that we can't do because we don't have the time, maybe, you know, they can do a pick where once it's picked, it automatically crosses out and then you can just do it that way. There's a lot of things that we were, that we're looking on. We're still looking on trying to implement into this season as we go along. Cause what the first, the first little run from uh, opening day, which was today, uh, March 28th to right up to Hi-Rez's first first land, which will be in the spring. Um, and then once it picks up in the second second phase of their season, uh, which will be sometime in I believe July or August, which will run it up until HRX, we'll have a different split for that entirely. So and hope and there's a lot of things that we're looking to try and implement and try and make things easier and simple so we can continue to expand and grow as more people gain interest. Uh, things that I'm not going to say at this moment because I don't want to spoil things or make promises mm-hmm. that people might be expecting that have to either be cut out or other things brought into that we think can make it better. But there's there's a yeah. lot that uh, Desku, myself, TIH here, and a lot of the people that we're trying to work with, Raythan especially, has been helping out a lot with the stuff that we've done. He has gone to bat to try and when uh, we were doing it, he went to bat to get us the legal blessing for, to use the IP and assets uh, that we were able to do with our graphics for the Smite Fantasy League this year. Um, just had multiple meetings with them. So the amount of amount of work and thanks that, that he deserves as well, on top of the work that everybody else has put in, it's just up there, right up there too. Yeah, and I think one of the other cool things is um, you have Olympians now, and with J-Mac starting a format for everyone to uh, shout out their drafts on Twitter. You know, tag the players, tag the fantasy, smite, discord, and then hashtag SPL fantasy, which has been really cool to see a lot of people doing. 
uh, I've noticed some people are like, like, uh, Kitten of Doom. What about a console fantasy league? And I'm like, well, hey, you know, maybe it's we something do that, that in the future. It's something that Adesco and I and myself toy around with as well. But we just yeah. we just don't have the resources and the manpower to be able to handle the entire SPL and then track down the SML uh, stats and scores because though not all of the SML SML and the SCL games are streamed. So it's as hopefully Smite grows and continues to put more out there in terms of the ways people can view the matches with SCL and SML. Hopefully we can expand into that too because I'm more than happy to if we can get easy access to be able to make it possible to do it. Yeah, I think with Smite growing and if the Fantasy League continues to grow, you know, if people really want the SCL or SML to be a part of the Fantasy League, Besides, you know, having to get the stats and everything, maybe re- we could, certain people could talk to us or we talk to them either way of, hey, you bring us this, you bring in this much guaranteed interest and a few helpers will be more than happy. But right, right now, the like he said, the biggest problem is stats because like the SCL especially. I think get, it's one set. Or two sets yeah. at most that's streamed from the SCL and Mixer right now? It's one EU and NA of each console. Mm-hmm. So you get four SCL games out of like, I think eight. Yeah, so feasibly, like there's not, and I don't even know if there's a stat tracking place on uh, Hi-Res's website for that to be able to like see the games that aren't streamed. So I don't. It, it's now, just not really, it's not realistically feasible at this moment to try and do, include the SCL until yeah. we can guarantee to have the interest to do it and we can get a hold of the stats for the SCL and the SML on top of the SPL. So here's a throwback for you. I used to run a fantasy football league way back when that first started. And you know how you got your stats back then? The commissioner will get a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, there's no there's no newspapers that will post uh, the SML and SCL stats. That's got to come directly from Hi-Res if it's not streamed. Yeah, yeah. No, Inbound's been trying to stream some of the games that aren't, but he can't do all of them. And I mean, unless you hear it from the players yourself, like you said, Hi-Res would have to give us that info. And- Maybe, maybe they would if it's for something like this. I keep but, saying yeah. high res, but it's skill shot. I think it's right now shot. they're all it's so all under high res. They're all so with each other, right? I mean, it still um, says high res when I launch Smite. So Titan Forge skill shot. <clears throat> there's there's way too many to even. Hear. <laughs> it I says high res when I launch Smite. That's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we knew there was an answer. Dan found it. Yeah, it, it, like like I said, I a couple of people asked me even in signups, like I only really follow the SCL. Is there a way we can? Is there a way there will be a league for that? I'm like, we just don't have the people or the or the ability to keep track of all those stats right now in terms of easy access. So if we can if we can do that and that change in the future, and people are interested in having SCM, SML as part of different leagues and SCL as a different league from that and people want to join in all of them, then I'd be more than happy to try and find a find a system to implement all of them. It's just a matter of, like, mm-hmm. we'd have to keep SPL-only leagues, SML-only leagues, and SCL-only leagues. You can't combine leagues. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Seems like it'd be a lot of work, man. I see you guys every night, like, for the last couple of weeks, drafting and... Uh, we ran, Seems like a lot of work to add more to it. We that, No, that would come into the manpower, too. I think we had... Let's see how many how many drafts did we actually do on top of the eleven friendly drafts that have already gone down? We did leagues A through U in the alphabet, so I don't know what number that is off the top of my head. About twenty ish. Twenty ish, and then we did leagues one through twenty one in the just in the past week. Yeah, I think I'd said it was a total of forty two leagues. That was the maximum, so it worked out for when it goes into the next phase of the league. And that's a, and gotcha. on top of the work that Adescu and TH and myself have put in, it's a huge 
thank you to a few people that have helped us run drafts like Corona Arcania, Sun Lukong, Hollow Aura. Huge thank you to them because when uh, myself or TIH or Adescu had to step away and we had multiple drafts running at the same time, more than what just in terms of the manpower could handle at the moment, they were able to step in and back us up and assist us in terms of signing people up while we, we had our attention elsewhere on the sign-up sheet or even attending some drafts just as support to try and like help it run along faster so everybody could get done with it and then move along to the next draft. So big thank you to them as well. Nice. Beagle, you got any questions? Uh, sure. Uh, who do you guys think's gonna win worlds this time? You, you know my answer. I think we all do at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dignitas. Mr. Dignitas Come on, boys. over there. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see it play out. It you can it, you'd be stupid to bet against the defending champs in Splice when they have the same exact roster, and on top of the fact that they already spent a decent part of last season all living together which is what really helped them find their groove. Now they're living together full-time for this season. Um, Space Station, they're old, but gold. They didn't have a good showing today, but you know they're going to ha- You know once they start ramping up and getting themselves going, they're going to be a dangerous force to play to play against if you if you try and overlook them. Um, I'll agree with that. Um, and then, of course, there's Pittsburgh. That if they can, Pittsburgh just, on paper uh, is a literal all-star team from seasons two through four. Yeah, so there's always the chance that they just dominate. Yeah, I mean, especially if they continue to play the way they played, and and they do that against other top teams. I mean, yes, they could look unstoppable this season. Do I think they go unbeaten? No, I think there are multiple teams that can beat them at some point. The question is, I mean, even do do anybody can be anybody on any given game day. That's a that's a saying like that holds true for real for physical sports and esports. Um, drafting the picks and bans and the drafts will play just as much as part of the gameplay. And we saw even in the day one first set of last year when E United, the defending world champions, lost a game to lost the set to Kiki Weekin Oceans. And the LG squad last year, so mm-hmm. you'd you never even you'd, anybody can be anybody on any given day. It's just a matter of who, what the likelihood of it being there is. Uh, right now, I'd have to. I think I'd just end up having not seen them play yet. I think my chips would still be in Splice's corner. I've been. Yeah, I'm a big Splice fan, so that's who I would go with myself. Aurora's just been around for the longest time. All the way back in the days of Eager when he was teaming with that man. Cyclone Spin, way back in what I consider one of the greatest teams of all time, Season 2 Envious. Um, Cyclone Spin is a, one of, has always been one of my favorite players because he he's been a top player in ADC, in Jungle, in Solo, and he's managed to be a top player in all three roles. How are you going to be able to contain that? Moswall was a very good very good role player, last minute addition to last year's Splice team. Splice team. I'd l- I'm very interested to see if he can break out and be a star in his own right. Sino, world's MVP. As he said in his post uh, post set interview after Worlds, you can't give him anything anymore. Right. And then Divios, who is one of the most cerebral solo laners, cerebral players in the SPL. Like I don't even know how often he actually goes and plays matches because I know I've seen him online on my on friends lists in general, and all you will see him on is jungle practice. You never see him say you never see it say in conquest in match or anything like that. You just say it just says in jungle practice, hmm. and the and. The amount of time he spends studying each and every facet of the game when it comes to his to his craft is jaw dropping. So I, I think right now my the bombs I, the best coach, best coach in a lot of people's mind. But if you if you ask Alpha Jackal, who he just posted on Twitter, how the OCE OCE head region has the two best coaches in the league right now, <laughs> <laughs> Bro and Biggie, but um, yeah, even though they haven't played yet, I. 
I don't think I could bet against the world champ splice right now because they've made no roster changes. They're living together again, which is what got them going last year, but they're living together full time this year. I think, I think my chips are in place right now. Right. What a great story last year from zero to heroes. It's the worst team in the league. Last they year. were the worst team in the league. They were, they started off in last place out of everybody in the spring and did not drop a game until the world's finals in the, in at HRX. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just insane. The the story that moving in told. Yeah, we had a, we actually had Kabam on right before they went to Worlds, and then right after they won Worlds. Yeah, and then we had a couple of their players on too. Mm-hmm. Good times, good times. So, anyway, I'm gonna have to start wrapping things up here for this week. So, uh, unfortunately, what happened here is we have so much space that we can upload each month. And apparently this is the first time we've come across this five, uh, you know, the five days of the month hit on the day we upload. And that kind of pushed us up uh, past our limit a little bit. So we're going to wrap things up here a little early uh, this week. So I'm going to, any final questions we want to throw out there, guys, yet? Or do we do we cover all the bases? Huh? I think we covered all the bases. When's the the Smite Center a uh, nightly thing or a weekly oh, thing? You said it's going to become a weekly thing at the after the SBL has been played. It can be Friday night, it can be Saturday. It just depends on when all the point totals are done. So I mean, that's going to come down to well, the, helping with that. The point totals will mainly just be handled as soon as myself or Adesku can get to them. Once the games are done for the day, it real life will. Uh, dictate how soon those come out and whether or not both games for the day go into the full five so i mean there's a lot of different things that can throw but it'll probably be friday or saturday night all right cool all right so um i know we kind of went through some of this already but do you guys want to reiterate um where all your stuff uh can be found and how to get a hold of you guys and so forth all right, so you can find me uh, on Twitter at, at XECGXVengeance. Um, you can find the Smite Fantasy League Twitter page at Fantasy underscore Smite. Um, you can find me on uh, Smite PC with the IGN Kagren, C-A-G-R-E-N, or you can find me on Xbox. Uh, Gamertag is XECGX space Vengeance. Yep, and for me, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at TIH underscore Vengeance. Uh, you can find me YouTube, TIH Vengeance, or just search Smite Center if you're interested in that. And Twi- I think I said Twitter was TIH underscore Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then PC, TIH Vengeance. All one word. So you know how to get a hold of yourself then? You're good? I'm good. I just want to make sure <laughs> I'm remembering to, to say everything because it's been a long week and a long day. I feel you. So just as a last minute little shout out, thank you to everybody that has helped promote uh, the Fantasy League in the short time that we were able to do it and all the communities that came together to help uh, make the Fantasy League as big as it has been. And hopefully we can continue to grow in the future. We have Raythan, who, has, as I said, has gone to bat multiple times in high res zone building to try and help us continue to make this work and grow. Um, the Exilium crew that uh, the Exilium community has uh, come up, come in and helped us uh, in terms of building the community a bit better. Nuka DeLuca, Happy Hour Arcade, Mad Countant, um, Barracuda, and Weaken especially as well. The uh, the tweet that he did and the and the promotion that he gave us on stream. The entire trifecto as an org. Uh, we actually were able to host a trifecta friendly draft where we had Savvy Squints, Weekend, Wraithen, Smitten, uh, Happy Hour Arcade, Auto Draft ha- Smitten, uh, the Happy Hour Arcade guys, and the, oh, so she's gonna win? Who knows? <laughs> and the and the CEO of Trifecta himself, Shook, has been helping us out with this as well, and so this. Uh, and just all the streamers and everything that have helped and are participating in the pros and everything that I'm not getting everybody the props that they properly deserve right now. I don't think, and I don't know if I can uh, properly thank everybody that has helped us out with it. 
but major shout outs and thanks to all those people that have made this a thing. Well, like you said, it's just awesome to see the communities coming together and, and making it a better community. All right, all right. Well, thank you guys for all the work you do yeah. on the Fantasy League and doing that for the community. Yeah, uh, definitely looking really forward awesome. to bragging uh, over these guys here as my team fights back and wins this year. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Like I said, my, my strategy for winning last summer was consistency. I'll uh, I'll see you guys at the number one spot at the end of the year. Oh, jeez. Here we, oh, go. We, all, we all know Dicey got that with his auto-draft. Auto-draft yeah. OP. Auto-draft OP. Dicey, if I don't see him in the next couple weeks, we're just going to trade all his characters, his players off. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to trade one of his top ones to each. Uh, ECG, I think we're going to have to talk about locking in these guys' drafts for the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. all right. It's all right. We, are, we, already have, we already have the rule in place. You can only make two free agency moves and one trade, so... And it has to be announced by the person themselves, not someone speaking for them. Exactly. Uh, hi, my name's Dicey. I want to trade uh, Cubo Fred to Guy. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> weird. The name I see popping up says Guy all smitey. Yeah, uh, that don't think definitely I doesn't sound that. like Dicey. Why? Oh, he changes the, Howdy, the Discord name. Howdy, friends. The Discord name says Dicey. Um, what, when I click oh, on it, though, it says Guy all smitey. That's really weird. <laughs> It sounds like uh, Shook trying to uh, find reasons to stop Weekend from taking his picks. <laughs> and then and then Shook saying, if, if, uh, if you guys start beating me, I'm just going to drop all you. <laughs> That's amazing. He said, I'm going to find. I'm like, I mean, you're the CEO. You could, oh, Weekend's doing bad because he wants to win or make me lose. Well, I'll drop him. That's right. You, you guys know I sign your paychecks, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, uh, Dan, how can folks get a hold of you? You can find me on the PlayStation at Dirt X Nap X Dan. You can find me on the PlayStation at Dirt Nap Dan. And uh, I think most of us, if not all of us, are on the community Twitter now, but I will still say it at Split Push Podcast with no A. Beagle? Find me on Twitter at Beagle underscore girl 27 and PlayStation at Beagle underscore girl 2780. And there's Guy. You know where to find me. <laughs> Feeding wow. in mid lane? That's right. Mm-hmm. Guy don't care. He doesn't care about your community. You let you let him know how you feel about that. That's right. You know where to find me at. And we're talking about community and he's just like, meh. X, X, Xbox is better than PS4. Wow, guy. Wow, guy. You're different. All right, you can find you me change. at Twitter at GSmitey. You can find me on PlayStation at GuyAJ78. And you can find me everywhere else, Xbox, PC, Switch, at GuyAllSmitey. All right. Finally, thank you. Um, you can find me here, good old Dirtnaps Dad, on the PlayStation and on Twitter at Dirt underscore Naps underscore Dad. And um, you can email us at community at splitpushpodcast.com. Maybe someday we'll actually work up a website for that, but not right now. And make sure you hit those subscribe buttons, like buttons, heart buttons. Tell your friends, tell your family. You know, we're all nerds. We appreciate it. And, um, yeah, well, just when it comes to dirt naps, you know, you got to give them before you take them. And when all else fails, slip push. push.